0: beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field, I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone, today we hear from my old friend Frank. Frank and I have known each other for many years, we even ended up being neighbours at some stage. I had Frank on my list of people to speak to right from the start, but I just never got around to asking him. I was quite interested to hear Frank's journey because I suspected he was not religious, but I had no idea what his spirituality entails. What I did know was that he would have an opinion and I wanted to hear that. I'm very happy that I did. As always, I discovered stuff about my guests that I never knew, and for that reason, I love bringing you these episodes. This episode was recorded via Skype, which means that the sound quality is not great. I apologize for that. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counselling program available based on The First Layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddi.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the home page. Please also look out for information on my new book, Life and Non, a 12-step guide to life for non-addicts. You can find it by following the link from the right of my homepage. It costs 300 rand without postage. Order from me directly on any of my social media platforms. This is Frank's story. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Frank, good morning. How are you doing? Good news, Freddy. I'm um, awesome. Thank you very much. Welcome to Meet Me in the Field. Thank you. I don't think you ever you ever thought you will be on a spiritual journey podcast, did you?
1: <laughs> uh, no, not really. Not
0: for you. You've known me long enough to think, what the fuck is what going I on here? <laughs> <you? laughs> oh, that's the other thing. We are allowed to swear. Um, the podcast is registered I as i was going to a-
1: ask you, what happens if the
0: odd no, we, we, we are registered as explicit. So um, when we when Yaku registered it on iTunes or something, he said to me, are you going to swear? I said, well, fucking, of course. He said, well, then we had to register as explicit or they're going to throw you off the platform. So we are explicit. Okay. So Frank, tell me, what the one thing that since you agreed to come onto the, the podcast, thank you very much for that, is the thought that you are a South African Italian. Both parents are Italian, am I right?
1: Both parents are Italian. I'm born in Italy, yes.
0: I didn't know that. Where in Italy were you born? I was born in Udine. Oh,
1: wow. I thought oh. you, were, you were... I, I thought you were, Oh, wow, okay. I love you know,
0: this. I, this is why I love your this shit. Because
1: course, you find this shit out of, of, My parents were born in Ethiopia. Your parents were born in? Ethiopia, what is nowadays Asmara... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how the fuck
0: were they born in Ethiopia what how did so, that
1: happen so, Italian got in Italian economy at the time my grandparents moved there then my folks were born there my brother was born there I then they left in the late 60s when the civil war got too bad moved to Italy I lived there for 8 years at the time I was born in Italy and then they moved out to South Africa Johannesburg in 1976 when I was Sharp all so I'm oh, born in Italy but I'm pretty much
0: raised up. Okay. So you qualify for a European passport? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, did you did you grow up when I hear Italian, I immediately hear Catholic? Yes. I grew up Catholic. Oh, I,
1: good. Was, Were you older I boy? grew up you all? older. I grew I was Sunday mass um Easter Christmas the whole hog till about 1617 um when i just couldn't I couldn't buy into the catholic guilt anymore it just didn't ah. make i just didn't feel guilty
0: anymore and i sort of <laughs> you just you just refused you refused to feel guilty anymore so you no,
1: didn't the 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 You know, all this. Why and that sort of led me to sort of move away from it. Fortunately, we we're very understanding parents, Oh, cool. My mom and dad are still very Catholic, <laughs> but they're not dogmatic. So, the okay. moment I justify why I didn't want to be Catholic anymore, or not even want to be Catholic, it's just, just not, get me wrong, I'm nothing against Catholicism, it just doesn't work for me. They were okay though you know what, we, we, it's not the whole point to speak to and to carry on. Yeah, I found the whole process, especially at, at that age, I was sitting at a sun, sort of Sunday mass, uh, particularly the youth masses on a Sunday evening, where nine out of ten of the boys were there to pick up the girls. And quite honestly, I almost found that it wasn't even, not that I had an issue with that, but I, think I found it disrespectful to the people who were there to actually for the reason that they actually wanted to be there so I think you know, me going to church is actually, not only do I not want to get some thought out of my mind but it's also disrespectful to the people that are going there for a few so yeah. I technically stopped being Catholic
0: Okay uh, Did then? you formally because you, if, if you step out of the Catholic Church, you have to formally re- resign am I right? You have to kind of write them a letter and say, oh, you don't have to but or, or do you have to? I don't know
1: I must know, those are the technicalities I'm not sure about. Uh, yeah. I do think that that is a very... It would have been a very old system that, that would have been yeah. forced a long time ago. I don't think anyone resigns from the Catholic Church anymore. I don't think they, they impose it. But funny enough, many years later, I had a, got a lengthy conversation with an Italian priest who was family friends. He was a, a missionary, constantly in conflict with the Vatican. And basically just... It was a sort of person you could just naturally chat to. Um, and I just I said to him, I stand for Catholicism, and he said, you know what? I don't really give a shit, quite honestly. Not, well, actually, I think he may have even said shit. Like, it, it's irrelevant. It's not Whether you tick the boxes or not doesn't make you a good Catholic or not, as far as he was concerned. Oh. And the dogma is the dogma because you've got to have a dogma. But quite honestly, even the priests don't really believe in it much anymore. Uh, they just—he was in it for the good that but he could do throughout the, the charitable works that he was involved with. In. Otherwise, so no, I didn't resign. So technically, as far as the Catholic Church is concerned, I'm still part
0: of it. Okay, I like that. That to be part of the system, you the, the system allows you to to do certain good, and therefore he he adopts the system because it allows you to to do that work. Uh,
1: yeah, I know this. As much as the Catholic Church and all organized religion to an extent gets a lot of flack, a lot of a lot of crap that they do, because they do do a lot of crap, there's also a hell of a lot of charitable work that they do that without them, I don't know, maybe someone else would fall the hole, I really don't know. But to have the, the scope of wealth and assistance that the Catholic Church can give because of the fact that they are a really, really wealthy organization. Yeah. You know, if some of it goes towards helping who needs the help, what's wrong with it? The fact yeah. that you might have to buy in with it with a, with a couple of Hail Marys or our fathers or whatever it is that you do or don't. But I, what I do know firsthand that a lot of the people that are involved in charity work like this priest, not really he's still alive. He couldn't care less whether he are He works they yeah. worked somewhere out in Woodstock, they've got a uh, Woodstock in District Six. They do a soup kitchen. They do a training center for immigrants. And he isn't. he's not checking your credentials on your way in. You need help, we are helping. Um, and yeah. he also isn't a charitable person. They're, they're the organization also in a lot of them, and I know that, that they don't just do handouts. Uh-huh. If you just want a handout, they're not interested. you got to also, they'll do a course. you got to do a course. You do a training, do whatever it is. You might get someone. So there's a lot of it that's good. So, yeah, as I said, I have no real issue with, that aspect of organized religion, and the, the, the yeah. issue I have with organized religion is all the practices and all the dogma attached to it, and all the if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to hell. Yeah,
0: yeah, that Jesus is that's, hell, heaven. Yeah, that that the scary part of it. I received a meme this morning with this the, this girl in confession, <laughs> the the two sides of the confessional, and the girl says, "I'm sorry, Daddy, I've been a bad girl." And the priest says, for the last time, it is, forgive me, Father, I have sinned. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, it it is so applicable, suddenly, to to our conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, where in Johannesburg did you grow up? I grew up in Highlands North. Highlands North.
1: Orange Road? Where did you grow up? Where the fuck is (laughs) that? Jeez. Halfway between Hillbrow and Centre. Okay, cool. Down uh, the both Lou Botha Avenue. Yes. If you used to go down from, from Hillbrow down through Yeovil, carry on going all the way down to past and past Orange Grove, the Dolls House. Yes. You remember yeah. the Dolls House? Yeah. The Dolls yeah. House is very close to uh, our um, pool. Oh my good. Yeah. Does that still, do you know if that still exists? That's uh, one. I think it closed down finally about two years ago. Oh my word. That was an awesome
0: place in, in, in our youth. <laughs> it was fantastic. I remember it a lot of trouble there. I can't imagine. And um, you from what I could from what I remember is you were quite a a, 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 a how can I call it? An achiever at school. I was, yes. Were you a there
1: good boy? A lot of <laughs> <like that. laughs> um, no, I wasn't a boy. I was deputy head boy, but I was. Um, I got colours in rugby, in academics, in athletics, uh, merit tiles in cricket, and, and all sorts oh. of things. And yeah, and I was people of the year. I was. I did very well at school. I enjoyed school, and you enjoy school things, actually. I did. I, did. Okay. Fuck. Well, I didn't find it difficult. I found school, um, but, well, the schooling part look, as I said, we weren't the brightest school. We we had a another years, five years prior to when I when I no, the year before I arrived there, the metric pass rate was sixty-six percent, and it was a school as I mean, obviously. Still, part it's still part days. it was still a very it was a mixed school because we had Jews, Italians, Lebanese, Portuguese, Greeks, a couple of Chinese, uh, one or two Afrikaners. We had everything, and My a lot God. of it was there were sons of cafe owners, um, all working class. Um, all going to university wasn't an option for them they had to be there till they were eighteen, when they left. So I must say I did really well at school because it wasn't hard because it catered to the lowest common denominator which is low. And <laughs> and I, the academic part is easy. You paid attention in class, you're fine, and all the sports after school was wonderful. And that's why I, say I enjoyed school. Um, and that was it, yeah. Okay. And did you go to varsity? I did. What did you study? I, I studied the Bachelor of Arts with a law and International relations majors Good at the God. University of Västerås. Oh, the flag burners! Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> there was no, there was flag burners you know. So there was the Confederate. There was, there was a lot. You know what? People think all this, all this on Western campus. There was on Western campus in, 90, in 1994.
0: <laughs> I remember the scandal.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, they were posted. I almost went to row as well. Now it is now you make you go because okay. I didn't count quite get accepted for my courses at Bits University, so I had to write an entrance exam. a week God. while I was the results, I went to Rao, which I hated, because oh. it was very corrupt. And I we <laughs> really didn't need to be in the army anymore. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, I finished my degree and walked away. Uh, I Signed up for an LLB at UNISA and asked for a refund two months later, realizing that the last thing I wanted to do was be in a tour.
0: Now, I did the same with a Masters. I kind of, what? What,
1: what? Why did I do this? <laughs> Why did yeah, I do wow, yeah. this? Yeah. university was fun. Because you'd go there and you'd sit at the Senate House and you'd sort of have a couple of drinks at lunchtime and then you'd go party and and then the exams came and you sort of crammed everything in as quickly as you could and wrote your exams and <laughs> It was fantastic. <laughs> and the moment you went to Chudice, you're going, well, there's no, there's one platform. Now I've actually got to
0: study. And that just didn't work for me so okay. I'm And did you partake in a lot of sport at Varsity as well? At Varsity itself?
1: No, I only played soccer at Varsity. Okay. And I, I played quite a bit of sport outside of Varsity. I still played club tennis and I played cricket, action cricket. Okay, um, okay. Whatever, whatever we could get, or whatever, whatever we could do. The nice thing of growing up in Johannesburg is that there was a very strong, maybe just the friends that I had and family that I had, we played a lot of sports. And it was never, a, a game of tax rugby on a Sunday afternoon involved three countries. This is the days before SMSs and that the, and all yeah. of <laughs> uh, so that, still So that was, yeah, so the sport was a very strong part of my life growing yeah. until I moved to Cape
0: and how did Cape Town happen? What how did you end up in Cape Town?
1: Cape Town, my uncle was owned a coffee shop in the, in town, in Johannesburg, and he sold up the He sold out in 90- I can Can't remember exactly. We moved to Cape Town, found a place a lot bigger than he was looking for that stage, I was sort of in and out between Cape Town and with My dad had some clothing shops. I was helping him there, but I still went back to Gerber. He had a lovely life in Jersey. Um He needed help. He asked my cousin. My cousin said, fine, why don't you ask me? Uh, so he phoned me while I was actually in Cape Town working for the 90, at the 94 elections. I was helping the Italian news crews. Okay. Uh, and he phoned me and said, do you want to open a coffee shop in Cape Town? And I said, give me a week. Cool. So cool. Finished up, went back to Joburg, packed my bag, packed everything that I owned in a theater, you know, and moved. <laughs> awesome. And you never look back. And I'll never look back. Have you ever considered going back to Italy? Yeah. Not a consideration. I'm Italian by birth because I'm born there, but I have no I mean, I have one very, very vague memory of Italy from when before we moved and it was a massive earthquake that hit our town just before, just about a month before we left. Um, I remember the building shaking while I was sitting on the floor. That's that's my only memory of Italy. How
0: about
1: me, Italy, and it's, um, it's not a traumatic memory. I, was, I think it was honestly, I just couldn't understand why I wasn't allowed to play with the tiles anymore. I do remember that um, and it's also one of those memories that you wonder that stories we've told so often with truly really a memory with something that I've been told. But the, um, the reality of it is that if I, if Italy to me is the same as to you. Um, I haven't been 20 plus years. Um, I have a very limited family. Um, the mentality is European. It's not, it's very different to ours. Um, yeah. There's no, there's no longing for it. Uh, if that makes any sense. And also the fact that i not. My mom and dad only lived eight years in Italy. So yeah, while yeah. They, they grew up in a more Italian community in Ethiopia, it's still their their memory of, of what Italy is is what actually what Asmara was, which was a town in Eritrea, which was not real. It was it was post Second World War African city with an Italian tinge to it. It wasn't post war post world war Italy that was it destroyed. Italy. Yeah. Um, so from that aspect no, moving to Italy getting to uh, hold the passport. As a I'm normal, I not, might not have it, but I wouldn't, as an option, I wouldn't look at moving. Okay.
0: Cool. And you are now a married man and a father of a 10 year old. I am. And how is fatherhood and those responsibilities working for you? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: no, they're great. Um, we have, I have quite an interesting setup in our house. So the, the main breadwinner is actually choosing one. Yeah. So I'm the one that actually spends more time at home being mommy. Awesome. Um, which, yeah, it is. It's actually quite interesting. It's actually also quite interesting to see the role reversal side work. Because the truth of it is that as much as you're playing a mommy role, you'll always be dead. And, it, and it's quite, it's quite weird. I, I, must, I must say, I'm utterly I'm thoroughly injured. Um, I find it frustrating at times, very frustrating, because kids need things repeated. And I honestly hate repeating myself. <laughs> <laughs> but I, And also, I'm...
0: I, <laughs> I can imagine how difficult that must be for you. <laughs>
1: if you I hate repeating yourself and, I and I you tend- have children. It's gonna- <laughs> yeah. And I tend to be Susie says something's got to be done. In my, in my world, it's got to be done now. I'm a little bit impatient and slightly anxious about things, so I need things done immediately. So I'll ask you to do something, and there's a minimum five minutes. Even if in five minutes is absolutely fine, I still want it done now, and it yeah, doesn't work yeah. that well with kids. Oh, exactly. So we quite quite a lot, but it's actually a, it's an absolute joy, I must be honest. I won't go as far as saying that they could. Complete you as a lot of a lot of parents will do. So your life is incomplete without children. That's bullshit, It's just a nice add-on.
0: Yeah, I will never forget that. It, it's still one of the things that I laugh out loudly when I think about it. Was the afternoon that we spent at Lawrenceville. It was a beautiful sunny afternoon, yes. and we arrived. and Sebastian said, "Can you go and play in the fountain?" And you said to him, "Okay, but don't get too wet." And off Sebastian drives to the fountain. Three minutes later, Sebastian is back, <laughs> soaking wet. You're not holding to
1: a fool, would have been gone. <laughs> but your
0: face! <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. And I just looked at it and thought, this was just the definition of too wet to an adult and too wet to a child are obviously two completely different <laughs> definitions.
1: <laughs> that, I've, I've learned that lesson. It's pointless. At the end of the day, you want to get wet, get wet, my boy. <laughs> do
0: your, your face was priceless. And <laughs> Susie, as always, is kind of, oh, well, so the child's wet, life goes on. But <laughs> You would go, what the exactly. fuck is happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my fondest memories. When I want to laugh, that's one thing I think about. I actually um, do near dancing um, every Saturday morning at Llanwrth. So I think about that incident often. <laughs> it's
1: I'm so glad. I'm so glad that that's one of those things you think about. <laughs> and it didn't kill you, did it? it but you just had a week oh, job No, no, no. Like, as, I mean, I, exact, but that's that's exactly the lesson to learn. Uh, and I'm a bit of a slow learner when it comes to that. Uh, <laughs> That the lessons it, have to repeat fact, themselves, <laughs> yeah. Repeating itself, it, 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 uh, you know what it is, it's them, and now it's got a lot better because there's the, to me, is the understanding of the consequence for the child, yeah. yeah. Then he was a little bit because I know that 45 minutes later he's going to go down on cold, and, yeah. and that's when I'm going, Well, being sure, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so now it's getting to the stage where he thinks of the consequences and he's prepared to accept for the results because I. At the end of the day, I say, fine, don't, don't get to it. Well. If you get to it, well, don't moan about it. In minutes. Yeah. You can now it. And that's generally, and I honestly, and I view a lot of life that way, do If you're going to do something, live with the consequences. If you're yeah. prepared to live with the consequences and it does no harm to anyone else, then go right ahead. But don't act in a certain manner and bitch about it five minutes later because that doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> but, and it has got better because he's, he's understanding what the consequences are. <laughs>
0: awesome <laughs> listen Frank and um I'm trying to remember your your wedding yeah. was was that a Christian ceremony No. well wow.
1: Christian water. the one about the tree? You know, the, the, we had asked a interdenominational some ways basically we needed someone to marry us that wasn't a court of law and this guy got into interdenominational weddings and he we said to we didn't want any religion in it Oh, okay. It's so pretty of much the time same time. as the Yeah, he we, we basically went on and on about the roots of the tree and the, this and and went on for 20 minutes, almost like he felt like he needed to earn his money. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Do you remember anything you
1: said? I, I remember it was something about the roots of the tree and and it, and it was just and I would, you're just blanked out. Then just what so we want you to do because we have to do this this way yeah. is for you to go. Does anyone, it is lovely, say so nice words, do you, do you, 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 thank you, let's move on, let's go have a party. Yeah. Neither of us wanted anything of any religious, yeah. with any religious connotations. Um, again, for that simple reason that neither of us believe, and it's insulting to those who
0: do. <laughs> yeah, I actually find it suddenly interesting that you and Susie had very much the same ceremonious as and I. Outside yeah. in a garden, very, very much in a complete relaxed atmosphere. Casual as
1: hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I was yeah. forced to wear long pants, much to my irritation on that day. So hot. And um, then I absolutely, there was a very strong similarity between ours and
0: yours. I just figured, I just remembered it. Now, yeah, you, I loved your ceremony, though. Well, oh, I loved your, 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 your wedding, though. I can't remember a word about the ceremony. But I remember but, about my, my wedding, is while well, the while the facilitator was, was giving his speech and reading, all I could remember is thinking that I must listen, I must listen, I must listen. Concentrate on what he said, concentrate, concentrate on what he's saying. Oh, fuck it. I, I, I cannot remember a word. And I didn't want the video recording. And I'm actually quite sad that I didn't, that you didn't have a recording because I would have liked to, in, in, in peace and quiet, listen to what, what the dude actually said. Apparently, what he said was love, but I, I don't know. I was not. It, crazy. No, it, it was, but, but it's irrelevant
1: because I mean, we did have a video recording of us. I've never seen it. <laughs> Oops. It I, mean, I don't think anyone's ever seen it. We had a this lovely video recording, but you never ever go back. Yeah. And I, also, no, as I, as I mentioned, I'm not comfortable in front of camera. Um, ah. we, had a, we had a photo camera. I said, I don't want to see myself in okay? that. Okay. um and also you it's done as, as much as I mean I remember the gist of what he said um, yeah. but actually, I mean I, I found it that it wasn't important in the long run also because must be on our, uh, I think ours just carried on too long and I got bored. yeah
0: okay <laughs> well I, I can tell you one thing is you look fabulous on camera you've got nothing to be ashamed about. <laughs> you know, good, but this is absolutely fun. It's literally the idea. It's
1: the it's the idea of seeing myself again. Okay,
0: yeah. It's like when I go to the head when I in days that I had hair and went to hairdressers. Yes, don't show me that, that mirror at the back of my head. I don't want to see that. It's just going to, no. <laughs> I don't know why it freaks it freaks me the fuck out to see the back of my head. I don't want to see it. The front is bad enough. I don't have to see the back. Thank it's you. Rich. <laughs> I am very strange you know that, oh, this, look, you know that. I accept. <laughs> I've never known anyone to be worried about the back of the head <laughs> so now you've got a 10 year old boy and yeah. is he attending a school where, where religious studies or something is presented as an option or, or as, a, as a given in theory it should be a secular school considering it's a
1: state model C in practice, there's quite a strong Christian ethos behind it. There is no religious studies. They do
0: do like a, a hymn more a... How do you you deal with Sebastian in terms of spirituality? I don't know, of, of religion, of, of living a good life, of being a good person, of those type of things? Well, I, first of all, we, we sort of tell him what we believe.
1: We also tell him that there's also a lot of other beliefs out there. A lot of people will believe a lot of it. And okay. it's okay. And at the end of the day, he must collect as much information as is required. And as a grown-up, make a decision into what he believes, whether it be yeah. organized religion or whatever it is. It's his choice. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, also, that you not you don't require a set of rules dictated out by some to be a good person, just be a good person. Yeah.
0: Just don't be a poople. What's inside? don't be And is that working? Uh, some of the time it is working, and this is. What I'm hearing is the whole thing of you can be a good person in any context that yes. that you create for yourself. Um, you don't need anything organised. You live your life like that, and you would you would like for, for your son to, to grow up that way as well.
1: Absolutely, I, I, I like. I mean, I'm, as I said, that's exactly what I believe. I mean, you don't need an organised country. Your moral compass isn't dictated to you by your religious one. Right. And history provides examples of, of religion being the furthest away from morally upright and upstanding in any way, shape, or form. At the end of the day, if I could believe what you want to do, do what you want to do, just do it without harming anyone else. Yeah. Um, the moment, awesome. at the moment your belief system is impinging on someone else's, it's incorrect. So I don't yeah. If your belief system, and also because the, the truth is, you believe in fairies. Fairies are real. To you, they're real. Um, and as long as those fairies aren't harming my fairies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go right ahead, um, and don't in, and don't impose yours on mine. And that, that is the main thing that we, I, I like, that's what I like with my belief system. Yeah. Um, and I would like something similar for Sebastian, but yeah. at the end of the day, religion is something, as I say, I came to my conclusions when I was 16, 17, 18. Yeah. Since I was 16, 17, 18, those have changed dramatically. When I was 30 to what is it to now, I'm late 40s, that, that, that it's a constantly evolving emotion. Uh, certainty disappears, the, the, the certainty of youth goes away the moment you eat your protein. Nothing's ever so crystal clear.
0: You don't know everything, and you, and you have been that moment. Yeah. Um, when the absence of youth disappears and the wisdom of age comes in, the certainty disappears with it. Exactly. <laughs> which is not a bad thing because it allows you to be wrong. And you're okay to be wrong, and, and that's fine it's it, it mildly irritating I still don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so a uh, last question let, let, let's end with this one And that you are still very involved in or you are still a, a passionate sport um, follower and you yes. even some sport writing if I'm, if I'm not mistaken I did a long time ago um,
1: okay. that sort of fell away um, I find it very difficult to be objective ok <laughs> And, so and it, sort of, it sort of works on, on subjects I don't really care much about, but if it yeah. comes to regular cricket or that sort of thing, I find it very difficult sure. Okay. And the,
0: the question that comes up for me with, with 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 Frank and spirituality is: the spirituality of professional sport. Is there something like that?
1: There was. I think it's large. Yeah. It's, it's not nice the common sport. I think your spirituality or finding sport is um, is at, am- at an amateur level to an extent but the moment it becomes a the moment sport becomes a money decision the moment it, it's a business and um, you know, when I'll go back to when, when you were at school you uh, you were an athlete and the idea of doping wasn't well I speak for myself but I'm fairly certain for you, as well, you wouldn't you wouldn't think of doping at school level. Um now it's prevalent in rugby because if you're 18 years old and you've come out of a good rugby school you've got a career um, yeah. and that just to me to an extent has killed the innocence of sport and with that the spirituality that goes with it um that that level of camaraderie that you used to find on a on a rugby field you know, you played for wanting you played for wanting your your entire life that was the and, I, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's they it shouldn't be paid. I'm not, uh, and I don't think it's. I don't think it's get all worse. Uh, yeah. It's now not a, It's now no longer sport is no longer sport. They are sporting business. And in yeah. that aspect, um, it must be treated as such. So the, the shock and horror when someone signs a poker printer deal, or they go play for France, they go play in France. And, well, it's, it's 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 just reality. Why why? <laughs> Someone's paying you that amount of money and you're going to go there. That, that there should be no... There should be no surprise. There should be no expectation. And sport's going to move on the way football has. Yeah. You, you might earn all your living playing in Spain but you'll keep playing for Brazil.
0: And that's exactly yeah. what... That's what rugby's got to get to. Where going, it doesn't matter what you... It's irrelevant. That, it's, that's exactly what... While you were talking that came up for me is I was wondering because I stopped watching sport. Mostly. Yeah. I, I, I used to love watching rugby. I used to love watching cricket. And... What broke my passion for it was when South African sport people disappeared off the South African scene, and you and, and, and you didn't get this guy's playing in Japan and that one's in France and that that cricketer's got a public deal and that it just kind of what the fuck you know it it it, it lost its, its its containment for me. It Still it the Romans. Yeah, very much so. So. My the one thing that I still watch passionately is um, um, athletics. I I I don't have a television, but I I the next day it's all on YouTube. Then I watch it on YouTube. So that's,
1: that's lovely. I a question for you then. What yeah. do you make of the castas?
0: cast debate? Should, oh, should life the beach. Frank, oh, you know that is such 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 a fucking difficult debate. <sighs> it can be made very difficult my honest yeah. opinion my yeah. honest honest opinion is this person was born a certain way allow this person to be who this person is that's that's it that's it I had to giggle when frank unknowingly revealed my dark past when he said he would never have expected to be on a spiritual journey podcast with me (laughs) that just shows how i have changed in the past 10 years all for the better i hope this this episode ends terribly abruptly i again apologize skype froze and when we continued the conversation for another few minutes to wrap up i realized afterwards that i forgot to press record we really just wrapped up by greeting so nothing really got lost if you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field or Freddy Counselor, or on Twitter at at Rendsburg Freddy, or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an I-E at the end. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.